Today's reading is from the Gospel according to Mark, and it is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. So this is the good news. Mark 15, the death of Jesus. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar and put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion who stood there in front of Jesus saw how he died, he said, surely this man was the son of God. Some women were watching from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James the Younger and of Joseph and Salome. In Galilee, these women had followed him and cared for his needs. Many other women had come up with him to Jerusalem and were also there. It was preparation day, that is, the day before the Sabbath. So as evening approached, Joseph of Arimathea, a prominent member of the council, who was himself waiting for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate was surprised to hear that he was already dead. Summoning the centurion, he asked him if Jesus had already died. When he learned from the centurion that it was so, he gave the body to Joseph. Joseph bought some linen cloth, took down the body, wrapped it in the linen, and placed it in a tomb cut out of rock. Then he rolled a stone against the entrance of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, saw where he was laid. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary, the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the word of God. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. It's a wonderful day, isn't it, in the in our life and the uh, in the whole church. And it's wonderful to have visitors from Canada, June and Norma. And it reminds us that across the world today, there will be millions of people gathering to celebrate the resurrection of Christ and the new life that He gives. From last Sunday, Palm Sunday, to today, we've travelled a journey with Jesus of deep emotion. We think about the crowds that welcomed him into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, and we celebrated that. The shadows that began to gather around Jesus as the enormity of what he was facing became reality sharing the Passover and the Last Supper with his disciples, washing their feet 
in an act of a servant, showing them how to love and serve each other. His betrayal, denial, a mock trial, the whipping and scourging, a crown of thorns jammed on his head. Carrying his cross through the stony streets of Jerusalem and being crucified, dead, as he cried out to his father in utter abandonment, it is finished. Laid in a tomb in a garden. And then we pick up the story on Easter morning of his resurrection. And we hear the story and think, yes, 2,000 years ago, that's what's happened. That's the story of the resurrection. And we have it in all of the four Gospels with some different accounts, different people meeting Jesus. But we need to experience it today, to have it in our own lives, to know that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So I'm going to invite you today to enter the experience of the resurrection through the story of Mary Magdalene as she encountered Jesus. If you have ever lost someone you love deeply, you will have some idea of the state of my mind and heart. On that morning, so long ago, an astonishing Easter morning, I was in deep grief. I felt disconnected as though part of me had died with Jesus. His disciples and friends, we were all in shock and panic, horror, dread and confusion. I remember the dawn air felt cold. My bedclothes were in disarray, indicating my sleepless nights. It was as though a graphic memory had been imprinted on my mind of the horrible death and agony of Jesus, my Lord, my friend. I couldn't get out of my mind what had happened to him. I felt a desperate need to do something, anything to take the terrible memories away. Early on that morning, while it was still dark, I went to the tomb in the garden where Joseph of Arimathea had buried Jesus in the tomb. I wanted to sit by the tomb by myself just to be near his body. There was so much I wanted to say to him. I wanted to tell him how much I loved him, how much I appreciated his friendship to me his patience, his teaching me about trust and self-worth and forgiveness and for seeing in me what no one else could see. Why did you 
let them do this to you? Couldn't you have run away, disappeared for a time? Couldn't you have called down the power of God to deal with those who are so brutal and cruel to you? When I reached the tomb, I was shocked. The stone that covered the entrance to the tomb had been rolled away, and all I could think was that someone, someone had stolen his body and taken him away. It wasn't enough for them to have beaten and killed him. Even in death, they could not let him rest. Frantic and frightened, I ran to where the disciples were to tell Simon, Peter and John what had happened. They ran to the tomb themselves. When I caught up with them, they had already looked in the tomb and discovered he was gone. Only linen cloths remained, scraps of grave clothes. They were as bewildered and confused as I was. I was hoping they would stay with me and help me. But they just left. Alone at the tomb, a wave of sheer emptiness engulfed me, and I wept bitter tears. I didn't know where he was. He was gone. I didn't care what happened to me. I stooped and looked down in the tomb. And where Jesus' body should be resting on the beach, two angels in white sat. I fell to my knees, humbled by what was happening. Never before had I seen such a messenger, but I knew right away they must be angels. One of them said to me, Woman, why are you weeping? I remember saying, I am weeping because they've taken away my dear Jesus and I don't know where they've laid him. I turned to leave and go away. And then standing before me was the gardener. He asked me the same thing as the angels. Woman, why are you weeping? I couldn't speak. The lump in my throat blocked my words. And then he said, who are you looking for? He spoke gently to me and called me by name. Mary, he said. And I was stunned. The sharp spinning hands in my eyes disappeared, and I could see clearly that the gardener before me was Jesus, the teacher, my friend. It was a miracle. And all of the life that had drained out of me earlier rose up within me. Teacher, I cried. I can't tell you how I felt in that moment. I wanted to hold him, to embrace him. But he said, don't touch me. And I knew in that moment that human touch would be pointless. 
He offered a presence far beyond human touch to the core of my soul. Joy filled me as he told me to go and tell the disciples of his friends the good news. So I ran to where the disciples were in hiding. And I told them what I had seen and heard. Jesus was alive, but in a different way. I had seen him. I remember my exact words. I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. I know those disciples. I know the way of the people. If Jesus were alive, he'd have come to us first. Why would he go to a woman? Whatever the reason, I was the first witness to the resurrection. And no one, no one can take that from me. And I give thanks to the God who is not bound by death or time, to the God who continues to offer us new life, to the God who transforms us and calls us by name, to the God who sends angels and even Jesus to people who are That's the story of Mary on that first Easter morning. But it's a story that's repeated over and over again. As Jesus continues to offer us new love. And so it brings the story from 2,000 years ago into our experience today. It's a story of resurrection and hope. A story that turns everything upside down. There is nothing rational or common sense about this story. There's a tomb without a body. A gardener who is actually Jesus. Angels sitting inside a tomb. And the most remarkable of all, is that a woman is trusted with the message of resurrection. Now, in those times, women were not even allowed to testify in court. They were not regarded as reliable witnesses. Think about that. Mary Magdalene, who had had her own experience of healing and life with the risen Jesus, She adored him. She was the first witness to the resurrection. And her remarkable statement, which in a way is so simple, I have seen the Lord, is a witness statement. That's what witnesses do in court. What did you see? What did you hear? Now, when we say, I have seen the Lord, it's a statement of faith. Because we also can see the Lord in our own experience, if we look for him. But sometimes you have to look beneath the experience of what's happening. 
Mary experienced the resurrection slowly, step by step. It didn't come to her all at once. She was consumed by grief and uncertainty. But she stayed and she waited in a difficult place where it was hard for her to be, thinking that Jesus' body had been stolen and she wanted to go and lay him to rest. She stayed long enough to see Jesus. She thought it was the gardener standing before her until she heard her name and recognised her voice and knew this was the Lord. This was the teacher, her friend, Jesus. And so like Mary, we have to wait. Sometimes in the difficult places, waiting to see where God will be at work, how he transforms life around us, how he gives us strength to cope, how he gives us wisdom when we need it, how he gives us grace. It's a gift which we receive by faith. And the resurrection story is one that is there for us all to belong to. We can all enter it. You might be feeling that things are out of control in your life. Powerless to change your circumstances. Powerless to break a bad habit or save a relationship. Powerless to manage your time, manage yourself. Hear the wonderful words of Paul. How incredibly great is God's power to those who believe him. The same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead. It's not a different power that God uses in your life and in your circumstances. When he gives you new life, when he changes things for you, it's the same power at work. It's not the power of magic to get you out of a tight spot, but an incredible power to forgive, not to seek revenge. Power to have a fresh start, knowing that whatever has happened to you, or whatever you feel you have messed up, failure is not the last word. Failure is not the last word. And in the face of unspeakable evil and atrocities in our world, which are sometimes the reason why people feel they cannot believe in a loving God, in the face of all of that, the Lord Jesus Christ forever enters the pain and suffering of our personal lives and the suffering of the world. He enters that pain and walks alongside people. Sometimes through the people that he sends to us. He identifies with our human experience because he knew the depths of agony and cruelty and barbarity. The worst that the world could throw at him is what Jesus experienced. We cannot sugarcoat that. And so he knows the suffering of the world. 
He knows your difficulties and he invites you into a resurrection experience. Therefore, we can say with confidence in the words of Peter, thanks be to you, O God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In your great mercy, we have been given a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. Mercy, new birth, living hope offered to all of us through the resurrection. So today and the days ahead, may we be able to say with Mary, I have seen the Lord. His presence may come as a surprise or his presence may come to you in prayer. Just like little cub felt she heard God whispering in her heart. May you see the Lord where you are around you, walking with you because he longs to be close to you. Let Jesus' words, I am the resurrection and the life, fill you with his hope every day, even on the darkest day. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. Amen.